Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. We're here to talk about capitalizing on 2021 social media trends. Let's do just that. Uh, As I mentioned, great discussion leaders ready to lead and uh, provide their insights today. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to turn it over to uh, our newest preferred partner addition to the network, the CEO and founder of Social Coach, uh, Joe Wilson. Joe, I know you're doing well. Uh, (laughs) Allergies aside, uh, great to see you. And and I'll kind of let you take it away from here. Uh, Thanks, Tom. Appreciate uh, all the TMC does for the network. And then also, I know we have a lot of people here on the webinar today that are also not members of TMC today. And I encourage any lender out there that's not part of the network already to seriously give you guys a hard look. <clears throat> I know um, Adair and Phil will, will chime in on that as well from a uh, you know being lender members on of the network. Uh, you guys bring a lot of value, a lot of strength, a lot of partnerships. And so we're grateful to be part of the network. So thank you for having us. Um, so with that, just wanted to kick things off here today. This is all about social media, guys. And it's something that um, we are so passionate about, obviously. And, uh, you know, we want to keep this, you know, I've been, we've all been to webinars that are super boring and they're just talking. And this is a lot of talking, but hopefully it'll be something valuable. Um, our goal today is to make this uh, actionable for you so that um, not only are we just talking about theories, but also things that you can do uh, and make effective change in your organization um, starting today. And uh, so hopefully stick around that. You see number four is take action. Um, you always save the best for last. Uh, it's the pinnacle of this discussion here. Um, so we'll try to cut through the first three items here. Going to introduce our wonderful speakers. Recap last year, 2020, what a year. Um, and then talk about what we're going to do in 21. So let me introduce really briefly um, each of our fantastic uh, speakers, myself aside here. Um, So Adair Kelly is the social media manager for Equity Prime Mortgage or EPM. And if you guys do not follow EPM online, you are missing out. They are case in point, one of the best organizations that has a top down social media approach. Their executives are on there every single day, really cranking it out and amazing. So Adair, what did I miss there other than you're just the mastermind behind all that? Thank you. That was pretty much it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. EPM is great. I've worked with EPM for about a year now. Um, Before I came into the mortgage industry, I worked for a social media agency. Um, So managing companies such as Tupelo Honey, Arby's, Sifted, and so, so many more. Um, And so I love social media. Social media is my world. Um, And I am just so excited to be here today. Oh, thanks. And it's just been really fun to get to know you over the past couple of weeks as we've been working on this. I know. Uh, yeah. And then my old buddy, Phil Treadwell, but dude, you are like a legend in your own time as it relates to social media and mortgage marketing podcast, uh, extraordinaire of the mortgage marketing expert owner, co-owner of the industry syndicate. And, uh, tell me your role again. It's a uh, national sales development. Is that what it is? What is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's national director of sales innovation strategy. So it's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At Thrive Mortgage and like unto EPM, you guys are just crushing it, um, from a standpoint of being a thought leader and putting yourselves out there time and time again. And, uh, you really truly practice what you preach every day there. And it's, uh, inspiring to watch you. Anything Appreciate else you want to add? No, man, I, you know, uh, both at Thrive and, and in, uh, you know, the podcast and things with, with, that we do, you know, our whole goal is to help people build business, to, to build more relevant and modern businesses. Obviously, our industry is changing a lot. So all of the content that we do, everything that we collaborate with, uh, the Mortgage Collaborative, uh, as, as well as uh, you guys, you know, we want to help people. We want to help people grow and, and move our industry forward. Awesome. That's cool, dude. Thanks for sharing that. All right, guys. So let's do a little vibe check here. Um, so <laughs> if you guys, uh, we thought it'd be kind of fun to get some engagement. And if any of you were, were unfortunate enough, I actually reached out to a bunch of people on LinkedIn who were registered for this webinar uh, to kind of precede the, some questions here and just kind of get a, a check on how you're doing out there and what's up. So using social media to help further benefit a social media webinar. Um, but let's do this. Let's go on to, you can do this two ways. You can go, if you have a computer device, you can go to this URL here 
Um, but like at restaurants right now, if you've gone out to a restaurant at all recently, you've probably seen these QR codes. They've been around forever, but uh, phones are really good at capturing those. So we can go to, I've got two quick poll questions uh, for us to go over here. So if we want to, let's go to um, this here. Um, first thing we want to know is how are you guys doing with social media today? Like your company, like want to see how you are um, running your organization today. Are you guys absolutely crushing it? Your LOs are out there posting. Your your corporate team is is out there every day on social. Um, you're you're you've got this nailed down. Um, are you just starting to get your your feet wet on this, trying to figure out? Is this even going to work for us? Um, <laughs> have you not even tried yet? And I see this one. Our LOs have gone rogue. Help. Um, and if if I don't know who that was, but if if that was you, put your name in the chat because I want to I want to talk to you after. And uh, but uh, you are not alone. If if you're in any one of these buckets, I mean, I guess if zero with having even tried it, you are alone there. <laughs> but. Um, you're not alone in the, the general sense of the word here. There's so many people out there, so many companies uh, that are in that state of just panic and dread and just trying to grasp reins of this. Um, so we've got a nice little spread here. It looks like there are a lot of folks out there, a lot of companies absolutely crushing it. So good for you. Um, you know, we've got good, better, and best on the board and there's always room for improvement. So we hope that the five organizations that are on here that are, crushing it, find some value today. Um, if you're just getting started or um, having issues reining in your LOs, we can also help you with that as well. Um, all right, guys, comments on this before I move on? No comments here. No. Actually, I've got a quick question that came in already. Uh, <laughs> wanting to know from you guys' perspective, how much is too much content to be posting from a company feed on a daily mm -hmm. basis? Yeah, I think we're going to cover that a little bit later. Um, but, you know, I think in a general sense, you can't do too much. <laughs> but I'm going to call Mary out. She she commented in the uh, the chat, too, to, to let you know she voted for the LOs going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, and Mary's a special one. Mary uh, got my message. And Mary, thanks for actually joining us. I, I didn't scare you away. So... Uh, glad you're here. We got two of rogues. Okay, awesome. All right. And then just so we can really um, make sure we're, ooh, people are already answering number two. Just so we can really make sure we are focusing our discussion today, we want to know who's here. Like, what do we got? Um, looks like we got a little bit of everybody, but we want to know, like, are you, what's your role so we can frame the discussion here? So guys, looks like we're going to have to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> talk to every point we were thinking we were talking before like uh, it's going to be all marketing teams and that's it so we can get really deep and granular on this but we'll make it interesting enough for all of you um, in every frame of being so let's get back to this let me get back to present okay well thanks guys hopefully that was fun and engaging and um, also thanks to everybody that responded from LinkedIn messages uh, we were chatting about it internally, Phil, Adair, and I over the past couple of days and uh, definitely wanted to add in a lot of your content. Uh, fun fact, though, literally everybody who responded, like the six or eight of you who responded, you all had one common theme. You all want to know about video and video is like number one thing that we're going to talk about today. So um, very exciting to see that's kind of what's up. So let's talk about 2020. <clears throat> and, um, you know, Phil, I think maybe... <laughs> you, you're the one who's most tied into LO production here. Like, so 2020 was just a crazy beast. What happened? I, it was a, it was a mixture of a lot of things, obviously, you know, COVID happened. So that uh, kind of put markets in, into a little bit of a tailspin, but you know, at the end of 2019, we saw a downward trend in interest rates that continued obviously uh, through 2020 to an nth degree and so we had this refi wave that I think a lot of people have experienced. And what we also had was an influx of buyers. So you had a lot of new buyers that were entering the market, you know, specifically millennials. And, and we'll talk about the, the generation trends here in a little bit. But we had millennials really in full force into home ownership. 
You have older generations that are doing uh, move up. And a lot of people were just wanting to take advantage of the low interest rates altogether. So you had this, this refi wave mixed with a lot of people wanted to participate in the real estate market. And, uh, you know, when you, when you have that fertile environment, you end up, you know, companies doubling and tripling production and, and having a banner year for, for the industry all the way around. Yeah, it's certainly, you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> there's a boom and bust cycle in the mortgage business, right? It's either you're, you're too busy because you are, you know, you're too busy to make any decisions or make any changes corporate wide because you've got too much production going on. You can't think about anything else other than what's happening or you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting for somebody to make a phone call, right? Like it's, it's this is typical cycle of like refi booms, right? And uh, this was definitely one of those like a double header where not only is everybody refining, but everyone's moving and buying houses as well. And I mean, you see it, I'm sure wherever you are, there's very few places in the United States today where you're not seeing houses flying off the market and it's frustrating for everybody, um, but particularly loan officers, right? Because you're hoping that your borrower is going to get that house so you can get your, your loan closed. And, you know, you're typically buyers are having to look at five or six house offers before they even get a house. So it's, it's nutty out there. This is a wild year. Um, but there's social media use also skyrocket. It went crazy this year as well. Gosh. So monsters weren't super busy, but they were maybe <laughs> too busy to be participating in social media, but buyers and potential borrowers were not. So talk to us a little bit about what's going on in uh, social. Gosh, I know. And sky social media has truly skyrocketed. So from 2020 to 2021, we have seen 10 million new users on social media, which is crazy. Um, and so if you're not taking advantage of it, you should. Um, but yeah, we saw, man, just a crazy year, I think due to COVID, people being secluded um, and not being socially in the world, they went to social media for that. Um, and so 2020 really was the year for social media. Um, and I love how we have Instagram took over pretty much everything and what went well and what didn't go well, because it really <laughs> did. It did. It came and took over. It basically took all the platforms like TikTok. It created its own Instagram reels. It took, it has stories. It has IGTV, which is a form of YouTube. It's really brought everything in-house and, um, been super cool to see it kind of evolve, um, just specifically over the past year with COVID. Yeah. And Phil, I know you got another point to add on that with Instagram and after you're not got something too. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I saw a, an infographic recently uh, posted on social that was talking about the top 10, or I think it was top, it was top probably hundred websites, the most visited websites on a monthly basis. And Instagram specifically grew from, it was 3.2 billion monthly users in 2019 to 6.1 billion monthly users now. So just in the last, you know, year and a half, two years, Instagram has absolutely exploded, you know, to, to the point of dares, uh, to, to the, the points that Adair made in, they've got Reels, which is a TikTok competitor. They have Stories, which, you know, is going to be a, a kind of a Snapchat competitor. They play in the IGTV for YouTube. Instagram is kind of a catch-all. And that's really where uh, the, the platform that seems to be most relevant across all ages. And so we've just had this flood and insurgence of Instagram. And I, I agree. I think it's funny that that's what went well. And then probably some things that didn't go well. Uh, but we'll talk about some strategies there to, to get people on. Yeah, I think, you know, with Instagram, it's just so funny because it is taking over everything. It's another platform for LOs to get used to and understand. You know, it's like, I know a lot of people that were on TikTok and now they want to take advantage of Reels because the reach is a little bit further. And it's like, I don't, I, you know, I just learned one thing and now I have to learn another, right? And that's kind of the point there. But Instagram, guys, we're going to talk about Instagram a lot today. And it's because it has probably the widest reach of home buyers out of any platform out there. And especially with the younger one, you know, younger generations, millennials um, are the like the largest grow, growing home buyer statistic. And there, this is where they wildly outperform as far as users go. So it's it's too important to overlook. Um, you know, obviously we talked about worldwide pandemic as things that didn't go well. We're still reeling from that one, but um it's there. I don't think anyone wants to talk about it anymore, though. So we won't uh, bring that any further. But you know, guys, there were a couple other things that happened in 2020. Um, this guy over here, like, does like that was the very beginning of the pandemic when everyone bonded over what who was 
<laughs> who killed Don Baskin or whatever his name was, you know, like and we all watched Tiger King simultaneously and made a bunch of memes about it. Right. But, you know, as funny as talking about this guy in Oklahoma is, um, and I guess now he's in jail, but like, you know, the interesting thing was from a social media standpoint, these cultural impacts, these things that happened time and time again, over 2020 and into now, you think about all these crazy things like cause-based social media, right? The BLM movement, the election, all these different things are happening. Tiger King is one of them. You know, um, all these things created this whole um, social media movement as well. And all of those things, which typically would just be siloed off and maybe reported in the news, now takes on a life of its own and um, creates moments on social. Guys, what do you have to say about that? I was going to just add, I remember when Reels came out and I was trying to learn the the reel that was like, Carol Baskin killed her husband, <laughs> whacked him. <laughs> just goes to show like how crazy these trends are um, and how they're going to show up in social media time and time again. Um, so, yeah. I think the, the cause-based social media was huge. You would see a trend of, of, you know, a solid black square on Instagram, or you would see, uh, you know, women have no makeup on, or there, there would be all these different trends where you may not even known much about the cause and social media was so powerful in uncovering what that cause was and creating awareness for a lot of different things. And I think that's the power of social media, whether it is in the social aspect in, you know, causes and, and trends that need to be aware of, or it ones that are, you know, completely a quote unquote waste of time, like the Tiger King. I mean, let's be, no one's adding any value other than entertainment uh, with, with Tiger King memes, but, but that's what people engage in. They, they want to be entertained. They want to be informed. They want to know about something that they couldn't be made aware of in their day-to-day life. Yeah. And that's, I know we're going to talk a lot about like infotainment, but that's what it is. You know, we come on a social media to escape our lives a little bit and kind of wind down. I know a lot of people use it as a pressure reliever, um, something to do just after the kids go to bed or after dinner or whatever, just scrolling through your feed and wanting to be entertained. And so that kind of whole infotainment or edutainment is really, really uh, became a whole new thing this year, right? Um, so that's that's what's wild about it. Um, I'd be remiss to say one of my least favorite things that happened <laughs> is Instagram adding that stupid shop button because I push <laughs> it all the time and I hate it. I even saw there's this guy on YouTube or on Instagram actually, and he does has YouTube channels. Um, he does like useless inventions, uh, something Benedetto, I can't remember his name, but he actually created a phone case that has a little cutout over where the shop button is. So you can't physically push it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so talk about something that was so terrible. Someone had to make a whole new phone case for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously it's, it's something new there. So I'm sure there's some value. Um, let's move on though. And I think, you know, cause we're, we're about 20 minutes already. And I know my, uh, personal, um, threshold for webinars is about 35 minutes. So we don't want to keep you on, you know, and I think someone's entertainment level on on Instagram and social media is like less than three minutes. So we're way over that at this point, (laughs) but like we talked about 2020 way too long. So let's talk about what we're going to do now, right? What is happening in 2021? Um, we already covered Instagram is blowing up, right? But like, is there anything more to add about the need for Instagram at this point? I think we kind of encapsulated it all. I mean, truly Instagram has taken every platform that has been successful and brought it to Instagram um, so that the user who is using it to promote your business, you can pretty much post any piece of content and be successful there. Um, So I think it's here to stay and it's something that everybody needs to be a part of and start posting on every single piece. So IGTV, real stories. I mean, if you're not included then you're kind of going to go extinct. (laughs) Um, So it's definitely something to be on and continue to watch over 2021. Yeah. One one thing I'll add on that real quick is that that's the, our target market in the mortgage industry is on Instagram, right? We we've got, you know, Gen Z is participating in Instagram to a small degree. Millennials are on Instagram in force. Um, Even Gen Xers are Instagram in force. And I know that a lot of times in mortgage and real estate, we, we trend Facebook because we've gotten results there and we have our biggest, biggest audiences there. Um, But 
you know, to, to all the points that she just made, you need to be doing stories. You need to be doing IGTV. You need to be doing reels because that's the different ways that people are consuming content on Instagram. And so for the purposes of branding, of awareness, of lead creation, lead conversion, Instagram is the most relevant platform um, in, in my mind, as far as getting awareness out there for what it is we're trying to do for the mortgage industry specifically. Yeah. And I was also going to add really quick. So I'm a millennial myself. So anytime I'm buying something, I am going to Instagram and I'm stalking the heck out of whoever I'm, you know, who I know, who I want to know, who I want to connect with. Um, and that's how I get to know people. Um, and so as far as mortgage goes, it's the same way. If I'm going to work with somebody directly, I'm going to go to their Instagram and I'm going to stalk them um, because I want to know what they're all about. So it definitely is really, really important. Yeah, I think the last thing I'll say about that is your borrowers are on Instagram. And if you're not there to meet them, there's another lender that will. And so if you're not participating in it, you're potentially losing a lot of of business. Um, But number two, I mean, this is like the big deal. And we talked about reels, but like short form video in every platform today. Phil, like, I know this is a hot thing in your mind. Like, kick us off with this. Like, why is this so important? Yeah, you know, as a podcaster, somebody that's played a lot in audio and voice, uh, you know, we, we've always participated in, in video of, of sharing clips and obviously video is super important and, and always recorded that. But right now, short form video is the go-to way that people want to consume content, whether that's on TikTok, whether that's Reels. Uh, and I know that uh, YouTube is making a huge push, specifically with YouTube Shorts. And I thought it was interesting. A lot of people don't know about YouTube Shorts but they do more views a month than TikTok does. And it's just because it's just a massive platform. And so what we're talking a lot about is how do we create some of the short form content that's super engaging within the first few seconds? I mean, not even a few minute attention span. You've got to get people's attention very, very quickly. And so on these platforms, how do you create this short form content that you get people into your ecosystem where when they see a video that you know was edutainment or that was engaging to them in some way that they're clicking on your profiles and going into the other parts of the ecosystem of the long form content, uh, whether that's YouTube videos or, or IGTV or podcasts or whatever. And that is the, a huge trend for 2021 that's going to continue to grow uh, because that's what people, they don't want to scroll through a feed anymore. They, they, they will, and they will go through and look at stories. But what kicks off that, uh, those other behaviors is that short form content that they can you know, find trend videos and, and interesting things to look at. Yeah, our attention spans are getting less and less and less, right? To go from, you know, what normally would have been like an eight or nine minute video to down the five to three. And now it's like, if you can't get your point across in 30 seconds, you've lost your bar, your potential bar, right? And it's so important. I mean, and even like 15 seconds, I would say is like really critical. And that's where like a lot of the reels and TikTok videos and Snapchat is so critical that they, they, they've really changed, uh, borrower and like just consumer behavior altogether by getting so short and so fast. But that means it has to be so much more exciting as well, right? You can't just talk for 30 seconds and hope that that works, right? I mean, what do you, what do you say there? Yeah, no, and that is so right. And so I think that when we are creating videos that need to capture somebody's attention like that, you got to hook them. So whether that is a quick little caption that kind of draws somebody in or something you say that's like a really bold statement, you have to do that or you're not going to get views just because people people's attention spans have gone just really, really to a tiny increment of time. Um And so you have a very short amount of time to grab them and keep them. Um, And so short form video is here to stay for sure, because I don't see people's attention spans getting any bigger with this digital age. Yeah, So totally. Well, let's um, thank you for that. Let's talk Clubhouse really briefly. This is something that Phil and I argue about on the regular. I like I'm still waiting to see the value here, but like you can't go on to LinkedIn, Instagram, anywhere and not hear about this app. And it's audio only and it's like invite only. It's like this secret little clubhouse. So Phil, how can you as a, why are mortgage, why should mortgage lenders, not just, you know, influencers and want to be influencers beyond clubhouse? What is the deal here? So, so clubhouse is probably my favorite social app right now. Uh, love Instagram, love LinkedIn, but clubhouse, 
uh, it's really where social media turns extremely social. And it is an audio only app. We won't get into all the details about it, but essentially there's these rooms that you can go into. The only metrics are who follows you, who you follow. Uh, you can attach your Instagram or, and or Twitter uh, to your profile. And, and that's pretty much it. There's no DMing. You, you have to go into rooms and have conversations with people. And for me in particular, there, there's a lot of different metrics you can use to judge the worth of this platform. But right now, a lot of real estate professionals have adopted this platform and are using it to do Q&As and to mastermind. And a lot of people are sharing information about everything from marketing to investing and everywhere in between. And I think that from a mortgage perspective, mortgage professionals are starting to use a lot more. I'm starting to see a lot more mortgage specific rooms. But in these last few months, it's been a lot of real estate. And I can say as, as a 17 year industry pro, almost my entire business as a producer, as a, as a you know, area regional leader has always been in partnering with referral partners and realtors. We never really bought leads. We, we would do a lot with content and things like that. But going into those clubhouses, to those rooms and listening to what's actually important to real estate professionals and how you can use that to better partner with them, how they're reaching consumers as far as what's working that we can use on the mortgage side, the ability to learn and network, uh, there's there, the sky's the limit. This is a, a really, really interesting app that almost every other social media platform, including Facebook and Instagram, are trying to uh, jump on board and figure out how they can duplicate this. Um, you know, there's opportunities to to do home buyer seminars and, and lots of other things. But yes, I'm super bullish on this, and and we're gonna we're gonna bring Joe around and and show him how this is uh, gonna be super applicable. <laughs> well, not just for me, but I think that's an awesome point, dude. Just saying, like, hey, if you are a lender and you want to network with agents and you want to show them that you are like them, go meet them where they are. And there's a ton of agents on there. Those are perfect referral agents. That's awesome. And Adair, number four, this is your wheelhouse. So talk to us about authenticity and inclusivity. Like, why is this a social trend for 21? Yeah. So I think um, leading up to 2020, everything, you know, on social media, it was so important to be perfect and not really post authentic things. But now that 2020 has happened, we've really seen walls kind of taken down when it comes to the pandemic happening, people are wanting authenticity from brands, from LOs, from lenders, you know, all types of companies. So whether that's behind the scenes of what is going on inside the company, people are wanting to be there and be present and see what is happening so that they can build their trust with that brand, um, which is why it is so, so important. And inclusivity, this is a really big one because when it comes to marketing, people are going to look at something that you post and they're going to say, do I see myself in those people's shoes? Do I see myself working with this company within the ad that you create? Do you have all types of people, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight? If they are not in there and they're not being shown, you're not going to win. And so that's why it is so, so important in this day and age to be inclusive and authentic. You nail it. I mean, I think it's, we want people want to do business with people that they like and that are similar to them. Right. And so showing that when you have an organization, if you can connect with that audience, that's how you win. And that's, yeah. that was amazing. So perfect. Thank you for that. All right. So we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit to some specific, more broader advice and we'll get down to like really specific things. So let's try to hit these pretty quickly here. We're going to talk about your company's brand. So there's two, two different types of brands that you need to be worried about your company's overall brand, and then your loan officer's brand, right? And those two go hand in hand because your loan officer's brand is an extension of your company's brand and vice versa. So as you promote your own brand, you're promoting your LOs. As your LOs are promoting themselves, they're part of EPM, they're part of Thrive, they're part of whoever else, whatever company you're in. So it's important to have both of those set up to work in tandem and um, really well. So, um, you know, Adair, you just kind of hit about inclusivity um, but talk a little bit more about humanizing um, the brand for a second, if you can. Yeah, sure. So what does humanizing mean? So it basically means you want your brand to feel like a friend to your consumer. So um, whether that is a value that, value that is honest, kind, magnetic, unique, you are wanting to make your brand feel like a person. Um, because if you don't, then people are just going to kind of go to another person who's doing it better and who they feel more comfortable with at the end of the day. Um, and so humanizing your brand is so, so important. Um, and I don't know if you have anything to add, Phil, but um, 
it just, you need to be a friend to your consumer at the end of the day. For sure. You know, even, even huge brands outside of the mortgage industry are having difficulty. Obviously that's why we've got, uh, you know, celebrity endorsements as they try to have a face to this, this arbitrary company brand and name. So people from, from a connection standpoint, you can't connect with a brand that there's not a human nature there. So the best way to humanize your brand is to showcase your clients, showcase your people, tell the stories that you have about how your brand affected people's lives. Don't just show the features that you have as a company, show the benefit of your employees, your, your, uh, your clients and the the, the humanizing that brand is simply about sharing the stories that uh, everyone has. And, and, and that's a super important part of this. As we talk about social media and creating content, reviews are important. Yes, but have a video show that person. Don't just show words with a company logo next to it. You know, try to create ways that are going to relate to people so that they care. Why does it matter? And so that's why I say features over benefit. Don't just list the things that can happen. Uh, the only reason that people will care is if you can show how it benefits them in particular. That's a solid point. You know, I, you think a lot about like brands and influencer marketing, right? So like Nike or Nordic track or whatever, they find these either massive influencers or micro influencers that can help them peddle the product. But in the mortgage world, our influencers are your loan officers, are your internal, your processors, your you know executives, everybody in your company are your own influencers. And they are, they're local celebrities, whether they know it or not, because they're at T-ball, they're at, you know, kindergarten pickup, they're at the taco joint on Tuesday talking about what they got on there. You know, like those, those things, as you make yourself and you make your team uh, more human and showing more of who they are and where, and where they are, um, that is what your company's brand becomes is your people. Those are your most important assets, right? Yeah. And I think that that ties into the inclusivity, relatable, relevant, all of that ties together from the humanizing the brand standpoint. If you want to show that you're inclusive, that you're relatable, that you're relevant, showcase your people. Because if, if you are actually those things, your clients, your employees, your customers, all of those will be representative of that. And then you don't have to say, look how inclusive we are. Look how diverse we are. Look, look at all these things. You can actually just tell those stories of how those have affected people's lives and put it out there. And to your point, Joe, those people become your brand, that that becomes the faces of your brand. And now it's not this logo, it's it's these people. And, and that's, I think those two go together hand in hand. Uh, Phil, you just said, you said like the most important part of this webinar thing so far today is don't say you're inclusive, show it, right? right. And if you if you are actually inclusive and your your social media presence shows that, you never have to say it. It yes. just is. And if you're not saying it, you then if you're not saying it at all, then people assume you're not. And so there, the assumption is if you don't have it until you show it to me, right? From a consumer perspective. So how do you as a company put that together? That's what's important. And I think, you know, and talking kind of skipping number four, um, talking about this, guys. I mean, this is like part of the overall strategy of this company brand is like actually having a company brand. Like, how do you do this? Adair, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I'll jump in. Yeah, um, so I think a really cool thing that EPM does is we kind of live by the part of, um, or the hashtag lives, not loans. So what this shows the consumer is that not only are we processing loans and providing loans on a daily basis, but we care about the life at the end of the loan. Um, and ultimately that is building our brand and the process. Um so we love to say that to, you know, with every single post that we're posting, we're hashtagging lives, not loans, um, because we really do live that out every single day. Um, and that's why it is so, so important to, you know, have that, have what you are solidified in and uh, brand your, your company. Yeah, we do a similar thing at Thrive. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a motto that's alone we dream, together we thrive. And so we, we use hashtag together we thrive a lot. Uh, because our our company mission is we exist to help people thrive. Mortgages is just a way that we do it, but we want to affect our communities. We want to change people's lives. We want to help them thrive in their life. And, and a lot of that is geared towards our team. You know, how do we continue to help them in their lives, uh, not just on a professional level, but on a personal level, uh, because we believe that a huge part of providing a great client and customer experience is to have a great employee experience and to have a great culture. 
And so I, I love what Adair's saying on, on lives, not loans, because that's what we're talking about. You know, people don't want a mortgage, right? They don't want a big payment. They don't want this big mortgage. They want what a mortgage does for them, right? Which is financial security in a home. It's able to create wealth and uh, through leverage. The mortgage is a tool to create life change in people. And so I think the more companies that can tie that into their brand, that can tie that into what they actually believe about themselves and their mission, vision, values uh, is, is super important. And, and the first way to do that is through these hashtags. I love it. And Tom, the uh, TMC has the same thing, right? Hashtag power of the network. Exactly. You know, you think about your driving core benefits and core values and you try to relate that back towards the value proposition that you're trying to bring out to the marketplace. And, and I think it, it drives us in what we do from providing goodwill or engaging in purpose-driven initiatives to help accentuate that brand. And I think all three of these top three listed items directly then correlate into building that effective brand that you're looking to convey. Yeah, I mean, it's a top-down decision, right? Of like, what are we as a company? We'll talk about that in a minute here. Um, but so thanks for sharing that, guys. It's super awesome um, points there. So kind of similar, but a little bit different then. Let's like build those down from the corporate brand to LO. Like what's important here that like, as you're thinking about how to help, like if you're an executive or marketing or a sales leader in one of these mortgage companies, how do you filter down that from your corporate brand to your LO brand? Like what should we do? So I have a really great thing that, um, again, not to toot our own horn at EPM, but I do think that we do a really good job of this. Um, so our leadership team, every few months, builds out a calendar for our LOs. Um, so I think when it comes to using video content, like our point number one, the biggest pain point of that is, well, what am I going to talk about every single day? If I'm going to have to post every single day, what is my topic? So a great thing that we do is build a content for our LOs. Now this does take time, um, but it's worth it. And so, you know, on Mondays, we have post a motivational quote on Tuesdays, we provide them a topic for a video so that they can just get on, shoot the video and post it because it is hard. They have, they have their main job to do, and they don't always want to be thinking about what am I going to post? You know, it's hard. Um, And then another thing I was just kind of brainstorming as I was looking over these notes earlier. A great thing to do is be to build the content calendar and then have a competition, offer $500 for the person who posts the most, um, and then see kind of what engagement you get from the LOs. I think uh, that would be really beneficial. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, as, as a company, you have to provide your team resources, whether that's a content calendar of ideas, whether that's a specific plan for them to follow, whether that's content to share. But the most important part of this is to getting them involved in social media. And we'll, I think there's some, some parts in here about, you know, automation or, or pushing content or auto posting or whatnot. So I won't jump ahead to that. But from the, from the content strategy, you do need to use video because again, we go back, going back to humanizing your brand, your LO teams need to do that the same way in, in your branches or, or, or however you're structured. You've got to get people on video. That is the most engaged type of content, whether that's story, short form, long form, you've got to use video. But I also think that you need to break it down and let people understand the either I don't have time or I don't know what to post are the biggest arguments and what you need to help your team with, like Adair said, is create ideas, create content for them to post, but also talk about just documenting their lives and their business. And I, I break it down really simply for, for my team is half of your social media needs to be about you. And all you need to do is document your life, share what you're doing with your family, share what you're doing with your hobbies, the, those content pillars that, that you can easily draw from. And if the other half is about your business, it can be broken down in, into kind of three segments, if you will. A third of it should be documenting what you do in your business, whether that's, you know, uh, showing that you're educating yourself, showing that with a client, just documenting what you do. Part of it needs to be content that's provided by your company. Every company provides, you know, graphics and 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 things like that. If you're not as a company, you probably need to, to really look into that. And then the third piece is I really want to challenge them to create their own content, to record that video, to create some graphics, obviously in a compliant way and, and tying it to your marketing department and making sure that whatever internal rules you have. But this is really about just sharing who you are, not just what you do. And sometimes sharing your life in your business is, is, is just as good. And so it keeps it from being spammy. It keeps it from feeling like you're trying to sell the whole time. You're just creating awareness and inviting people into your ecosystem 
because let's be honest, we're all voyeurs. You know, like Adair said earlier, she, she Instagram stalks people. There's a reason Facebook stalking or social media stalking is a term. Like we, we want to see what's going on in people's lives, whether we admit it or not. And so you've got to put content out there that's going to invite them in to keep wanting to stalk you. Uh, you guys hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, doing all that and remaining consistent is the hardest part, right? But that is the key to the success of building a personal brand is doing all doing points one, two, and three regularly and not stopping, right? Because the second yeah. you stop, the second you lose any clock that you have, right? Yeah. And so that's that's the trickiest thing. And then something that takes a lot from an, a corporate level in order, like you have to be consistent, first of all, to help your team. And then, but keeping on them to stay consistent with it is sometimes even harder. Um, well, and I've, I've quickly got a relatable question, uh, kind of from an LO buy-in standpoint, and that's specifically, how do you get your LOs who don't use Instagram channel to buy into it, or do you do it for them? Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking about this earlier, actually, and I think um, the biggest thing is one, you need to tell them that if they are not on social media they, and I used this term earlier, they will, in the next three to five years, they will become extinct. You cannot thrive as a loan originator in this market today without being on social media. And so that point alone, I hope would get them on there, but I totally understand the pain point too. I think doing incentives such as creating the calendar, saying if, if you know, I'll give you five, the person who posts the most at the end of April will get a $500 gift card. Um, and I know I would go on a shopping spree with that. So why not? Um, but I think also just offering incentives. But at the end of the day, if they are not on social media, the selling point there is, is that they their business is going to die. And so will the company that they're with. I mean, you have, if they win, your company wins. And so they should be on social media. Yeah. And the, the small thing I'll tag onto that is, is twofold. One, we always highlight examples. Look, this person used Instagram, this person used social media, look how their business has grown, look at the leads because originators uh, and salespeople in general typically have an ego, they're competitive, they want to buy in. And so, you know, highlighting those features, as Adair said, I think is super important. The other side of it, and because I saw a message here is, is LOs do tend to be on the higher age demographic, but this conversation isn't about the age of the LO. It's the age of your, your, the audience that you're trying to reach, right? So millennials are the huge part of the house buying market right now. Ellie May put out a statistic and, and said in July, uh, I think it was 67% or 68% of all new mortgages in the month of July were millennials, right? So they're, they're here in force. And I don't think that that averages out through the entire year. I think it's probably close to half. Then you've got a good chunk of Gen Xers and you've got, you know, a few of the early Gen Z, but the conversation around social media isn't about the age of the loan officer. It's who they're trying to reach. And, you know, whenever phones came out, you know, people stopped writing as many letters and adopted phones because it was more efficient. When you go from phones to internet, when you go, you know, websites, social media is the next evolution and tool. You know, I'm a young guy, but I've been doing this a long time. If we could go back to paper calendars and steno pads, I probably would. But this is the world that we live in with digital calendars and social media. And so that's what we need to instill with our teams is guys, we need to be successful now. And yeah, can you pound the phones? Can you stay off social media and, and do a lot of volume? Probably. But this is talking about where we're growing as a company. And so I'm not going to force someone to do it, but I'm going to give my time and attention resources to people that understand this is what's relevant right now. These are the people that we're trying to reach, set examples and, and then leave it up to them. I think in summary too, it's just saying it's highlighting why it's important and what the value is and what they're missing if, by not participating. You know, if you look at these companies like, like EPM, like Drive that have had success on Instagram specifically even, or, you know, TikTok or wherever it is that you're talking about, you can highlight the success and say, hey, look, there's a better way of getting business on these platforms than what you might think is actually quicker than, uh, you know, you, how long does it take to do dial, make a hundred dials, right? And then how long does it take to get a hundred views on your post? It's a lot quicker for you to create some content and reach your know, broader audience with your message, something that sticks and continually comes back up versus getting hung up on on the phone, right? There's a better way to do your business. And if you can show that, it's helpful. Now, on the point of auto posting, I think that's a very uh, hot topic. 
Um, and a lot of companies love to do it because it just checks the box, right? It's like, yep, we've got social media. We did it. I did it for you. And you don't have to even think about it. And there's a lot of value in, in, in helping to be consistent for that number four by doing some of that in an automated fashion. But in order for you to really do, uh, to build your own personal brand, in order for you to use this video content to become a personal brand yourself, you have to, as a loan officer, do it yourself in some form or fashion. Maybe not all of it, but at least some of it, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty opinionated about this. Um, I do think that I I'm okay with having some of the auto posting on social media if you want to use that as some some backfill content uh, on there. But the power of social media is to be social. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm reading some of the comments in, in the chat, and I agree that just kind of mandating or telling them that their business is going to go extinct that's that that is true, but that's not necessarily going to get the buy-in you want. What you have to do is is show them that that's where people's attention are. That's where the relevance is. That's how you're going to get the most lift. Giving examples and showing them how to do it, uh, it doesn't mean that they're going to not be successful tomorrow. At the end of the day, it's about showing them the power of creating relationships and engagement. You know, Clubhouse is is an example. Instagram is an example. How do you create conversations with people? And and you know, tactical examples to show them and give them is something like you know, going out and, and seeing an Instagram story, an Instagram post or a Facebook story or post doesn't really matter the platform and making a meaningful comment on there. Something that, 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 you know, to whoever posted that is, is going to be relevant. Well, what's the first thing when someone comments on your stuff that you may not know? Well, you go look at their profile, right? And then maybe the next time they like something or you comment well, all of a sudden, instead of a perfect stranger, you now actually have someone that you can interact with and potentially create a relationship with to do business with down the line. You don't immediately go in for the sell, but it's the same thing we did at happy hour events. It's the same thing we did with cold calling. But at the end of the day, you, we've got to show people how to exponentially grow their efforts and effectiveness so that they can grow. And if you lead with benefits and examples, you'll typically get quite a bit of buy-in. Yeah. I mean, you hit it. You hit number five pretty well, right? It's you have to hack the algorithm to have some success here. A lot of people want to talk about, you know, ways to, to really hack the algorithm and, oh, my post, you know, I'm, I'm not playing the rules or whatever, but the biggest thing that you can do there is engage with other people's content. That is like the most important part of what you said, Phil, is like, if you want to be, you know, social media is meant to be social. You can't just like stand on a soapbox and spew your message and expect people to engage with you if you never go on to their their posts and be meaningful commenting on theirs, right? There, what say you? Yeah, and I was gonna say just um, to what I do every day is every morning I get on Instagram, I get on LinkedIn, I go through my feed and I'm liking and commenting. I just take about 10 minutes out of my day every single day to do that from our EPM page, obviously. Um, but that just one boosts your page, but also it gets you engaging in the community and ultimately will build trust with hopefully a lead in the future. Um, it's all about building that trust over time. And so, um, a best practice would be to get on every morning and just start liking, engaging, um, and that'll get you out there. Yeah. And I'll just add too. I mean, Adair, I do the same thing from a B2B standpoint in wanting to keep you know, top of mind, what my partners are up to or what our members are up to at TMC. You know, I try to have the team do the same thing is just spend five, 10 minutes throughout the day on LinkedIn or different social forums, scrolling, engaging with those posts. And, and it keeps, helps us stay relevant to what everybody's working on within the network. Yeah, for sure. It, it really is like a great best practice to adopt just because that kind of is the way it's go. it's going. You need to engage with people who um, are looking to buy mortgages. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the, the other part of that conversation is after you do that, if you are going to post, that's the perfect time to post. You've now, you know, prime the pump, prime the system. What happens is you've gone and you've engaged, you have commented, you have connected with people and you're being a good steward of that social platform and that algorithm, I promise you will reward you for it. And so I, I make the, the argument that I make with auto posting is auto posting. The algorithm knows that you've posted something and you've, you've contributed but a small percentage of what you did if you went and engaged 
and your posts will get 10x the reach or more. And that's the purpose of this is because you've been social on social media instead of treating it just like a media and advertising platform because the whole point of social media is to create relationships much more exponentially than you could. Again, going to happy hours, going to cold calling, things of that nature. And that's why video is so important. And while we talk about this so much, that gives them a different insight into who you are, right? Podcasting, you're just going to hear a voice, a picture, you just see a picture, but video, you get to hear and see them. You get to see the mannerisms. You get to learn more about them in that way. You just have to have that. You've got to be featuring your people. I see pages all the time that it's a bunch of stock photos or it's a bunch of, you know, a Canva or Photoshop graphics that are beautiful. But again, there's nothing for me to engage with. There's nobody for me to look at. And if you look at what you do as a social media consumer, as you're scrolling through, uh, you know, someone's profile, again, specifically on Instagram, I'm almost immediately going to go to the one that has a picture of a human on it. And that's the one that I'll stop and look at. So we have to like think about our own behavior when we're consuming and, and creating social media. Yeah. One last thing to mention that and we got to move on because we're like way out of time, but um, is the, there's a propensity of loan officers to always try to sell what they're saying. And so one cautionary tale at, when you're talking to your LOs is when you're engaging do so in a non-salesy manner, right? Don't like try to post like on people's comments that they're talking about their kids' baseball game. Hey, uh, let me know if you want a mortgage, right? It's it's not it's not the time or place. Like that will help and that will happen organically when they're looking for a mortgage because they know that you do loans. Um, it say, hey, good job, little Timmy. You did a great job. You know, great game, right? Or uh, you know, whatever you want, right? But not like don't just always be selling yourself. <laughs> That's the only thing on that. So let's talk. So we talked a lot about video, right? We all know that you get nearly 40% higher engagement with video. People can see you, they can hear you, they can relate to you way more. Um, number two, though, I think is really important for like, this is what you can be doing today. Like if I were a um, you know, VP of marketing or executives interested in, in um, promoting social media within my organization, Adair, talk about number two here a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so here we go again, uh, just something we do at UPM. So we have 23 fundamentals that we live on, thrive on every day. So we try to ingrain this in all of our employees, which then in result is creating a culture, which then in result, it's kind of a full circle thing. We can post on social media, show that we're inclusive, diverse. We live on corporate values. Um, and ultimately it, it's kind of like a full circle thing. Um, yeah you know, I, I don't know how to explain it more <laughs> than that. But um, yeah, I do, I do think like having corporate values is going to penetrate out into all of your company, which then in return is going to help you on social um, and beyond. Yeah. And the, the one short thing I'll say to that, I totally agree to take it a step further. Again, do small videos, do examples. And I'll just go into number three on here is use small short form videos to describe and illustrate how you're putting those, uh, those core values into action. How, how, how have you executed on that within your company? Uh, how have your team executed on that, you know, within it and you can use those and they can be fun and engaging and, you know, lots of different things that you can do, but you need to have them make sure your team knows what they are. Typically they're at your company because of those values and they'll take it and run with it as well. Totally. Yeah. And you have, and if you don't have those decide on them before you start any kind of larger, you know, campaign of getting your, your team and your company to, to post on social. Cause if you haven't nailed down what your mission is, what your corporate values are, if, you know, who you are, if you haven't nailed that or concise, like put that in a very concise way, your messaging is going to be all over the board and it's not, it's going to look like you're a hot mess. So that's like, <laughs> we maybe should have put that as number one because that yeah. honestly is the core of everything, right? You have to know who you are in order to show people who you are. So that's a top down type thing. Um, short form video. We talked about that ad nauseum already. Don't put out an hour long. We're almost at an hour here. <laughs> Don't do hour long things on social no one's going to watch it, like, unless they're live. I, I can't imagine anyone, like, watching this for an hour later. I hope <laughs> that they will, but, like, you know, it's probably not going to happen realistically. So, by the way, if you're listening to this and you you watch this on the replay, shoot me a DM and I'm going to give you, like, a $20 gift card and we'll, like, send <laughs> it in the mail because you are a unique, special person. Like, and I mean it. I will do it. So, 
get that out there and do something fun like that. If you do something longer, because, um, it would be cool to see who actually does that. Um, but like culture hack, what is culture hacking? What does that mean? Find a trend that's happening in the culture at that time and piggyback on it, right? Tiger King is a great example. The we we talked about the or it was listed the Bernie meme. There's ways that you can get caught into those uh, things. And and this back in the day was a big thing with Twitter. Um, you would find a hashtag or a conversation, you could jump into it. And now it's a lot around the short form video, the TikTok, the reel, some of those songs. Find some of those songs that you use. There, there's one where uh, there's a song where it covers the lens three or four times. And it's like someone that has pajamas and makeover, you know, to this guy or girl is all decked out or whatever. I did it with my podcast microphone, my, my blue Yeti completely like blew up and it was sad. It's, it's a sad day. I'm still kind of hurt by it, but <laughs> I did that same trend from the old microphone to the new microphone. And, you know, it was a fun video and, and there's ways to whatever's happening in the world, you can make it relevant to your business and make people pay attention because it's fun. And it's not the here's mortgage vocabulary, what amortization is, you know, people don't care unless they're in that exact moment asking that question. And so from my view, and, and I'm sure Adair has a, a much more eloquent way to describe it, but that's <laughs> kind of my view of culture hacking. No. And I think you kind of hit it on the head and just some examples to take away something that you could do as a mortgage lender. So whenever we get new t-shirts, we, you know, we kind of hop on the trends of you throw your hair over and then you throw it back and you're in a whole new outfit. Well, we do that with our work outfits and then we all throw our hair over, come back and we're all in our new shirts. You know, that's a great way to one, you're putting out your logo, your brand, your shirts, you're giving people an insight into things happening in the company, but you're also taking that culture hack, which is a really popular thing right now. Um, and you can use that to your advantage. Um, I think you hit it right on the head, Phil. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about that is there's kind of a sweet spot with it too, right? You can't necessarily do one that's been overplayed for forever, right? That came out three months ago, but you also don't want something that's brand new either. So there's this sweet spot of like, it's just, you know, the, the video that everyone's copying is just, you know, it's past that kind of new that you're starting to see a lot, but not overplayed. And in that kind of sweet spot in the middle, if you can like make a you know duet or a copy of that short form video into your own way like Adair you just said that was a great example fill yours as well um those are the ones that really get a ton of engagement because people are so hyped on them right it, it's really really fun um the last thing that we want to say here in terms of like you know action items is number six and starting from the top down and we kind of talked a little about this a little bit earlier in terms of like what your corporate values are but I think one of the biggest thing that I see across all the mortgage companies that we work with, and I'm sure you guys see it in your own organizations, is um, the ones where you have your executive management team, your C-suite, your, your key leaders in your company that are setting the trend, being the leaders in, in this effort as well, is so important. If, you're, if your CEO is not posting on social media, why would your loan officers do it, right? And like, it's, it's tough to say, you know, a good leader leads by example, not by word. So you have to do that. What do you guys say? Yeah, I'll give a, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Darren, go I'm ahead sorry. Bill. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was I was just going to leave a, a, a quick example because I think, uh, uh, you know, Eddie and, and the EPM team are really, really good about this. You know, our, our, our founder and owner, Roy, he's not a huge fan of social media and doesn't engage a lot. But what he does do is, is like BombBomb, for example. We got him a BombBomb account and he almost all the messages that he sends are videos. And so that's his way of setting an example of, hey, this is a new and relevant technology that maybe I'm not going to use it the same way you are. But in setting that example of, you know, I'm not afraid to get in front of the camera and, and to have conversations and show why this is relevant and people engage with those and we watch them. And so I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. Joe, I agree with you. We need to set examples and we, we want as many of our leaders as possible to be posting on social for a lot of reasons, but it's about setting an example of I'm willing to try new things and grow and evolve. And that's really what gets teams behind you. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Phil. And I love the thing about Bomb Bomb. That's really, really great. It's a cool way to engage with your employees and really, really neat. And then another way is, is to get your leadership involved on social. So we have all of our leadership posting twice a day. Um, and then that just really has kind of trickled out into our culture and really kind of created a place for our employees to want to do it as well. Um, and they same, like you said, Joe, lead by example, if they are doing it, an employee is going to feel more compelled to do the same. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, that is just about it. And I think we, we should probably end on that because that was amazing. Um, so guys, um, if you've stuck around for past an hour here, kudos to you. Um, this was a really, really fun uh, to, to share some of these tips and tricks with you. If you want to learn more about how to get your company widely engaged with social media, Social Coach can help with that. Um, there's a lot of resources out online. You could drop to a clubhouse room, you know, listen to Phil's podcast, follow Adair, follow Phil, follow Tom, follow the executives, all these companies, see what they're doing, mimic it. If you want a greater help with that, though, we can help you internally. Um, get your LOs posting every day, um, helping to get your corporate values down to your team very easily and making it stupid, simple and fun for your officers to post every single day and you know, kind of have that gamification and leaderboard mentality. So that's how Social Coach can help. We'd love to help you out with that if uh, you'd all need that help. So Tom, with that, we'll kick it back to you, man. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's been awesome. And I haven't had a couple comments saying, you know, keep going, guys. This is great. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, we have to wrap it up at some point, And I have to be the buzzkill to do that here. <laughs> so I did have a couple of questions come in. I will pose out to three of you to be able to incorporate that feedback in our follow-up for the attendees. But just piggybacking on what Joe said, you know, definitely uh, leverage Social Coach. Reach out to Joe to learn more. They've put together some great offers for collaborative members to help streamline the social media content and grow the followings for your originators and your teams as a whole. So he's got some really cool technology and creative ways to do that. And Adair, Phil, just really enjoyed uh, both your perspectives, your time today. This was an awesome discussion. I look forward to uh, getting together with you guys to do something like this again soon. Yeah, definitely. I know. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, Tom, um, definitely send me those questions or I, I see them on here. Um, what we can do is actually we'll turn those into social media posts on LinkedIn and I'll get with Phil and uh, Darren. And we'll, we'll answer them in posts and tag whoever it was that asked them and we'll, we'll make it kind of fun and hopefully get some other engagement from people on LinkedIn and Instagram. Or, or record video answers and post them on Instagram. Oh, oh there we boom. go. Next oh. level. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. And uh, thank you to all that uh, participated. We love it. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Thank you Have you a again. great afternoon. Thanks, Bye. Bye. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.